hear me? That's kind of a dumb question, ain't it? <laughs> I asked Deb to come up first. We'll do a little different. God laid this on my heart today. Uh, I've been thinking about this song all day, hymn number 562. If y'all stand up, let's sing the first, second, and the last verse of this, Just As I Am. It's been on my heart all day. God put it there for a reason, so we'll sing that and we'll get started. Just as I am without one plea, but that thou blood was shed for me, and that thou biddest to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as said in Sunday school today, I can't get over my salvation. It's it's an awesome thing, and I don't know, God just put that on my heart today. I've been kind of humming it and singing it, and it's an awesome song. Thank you, Deb. You was actually being nice. Uh, everybody in here is my friend. Uh, Y'all know me. I don't have to tell you who I am. Some of y'all get mad at me because I say what I think. I, where's Miss Bonnie at? I know she might be down. There she is. I know she got mad at me the other day. I always make her mad in the kitchen because I give her a fit. But anyway, I love y'all. And uh, missions week, it's going to be an awesome week or awesome month, rather. Uh, I kind of throwed some stuff here together. I've been studying a few nights and uh, just things that's been on my heart. And let me go to 3 John is where I'm going to start at, in verse 1 through 4. I'll read a few verses there and say a few things, and I'm going to go back to uh, Mark chapter 9, dealing with prayer, because missions is all about prayer. Yeah, it's, it's got to do with money, giving, but 99% of it's praying for these people that do, our, do God's work here and abroad and everywhere. Uh, in 3 John, I'm going to start in chapter 4. I'm going to skip around a little bit. 
and the reason I'm starting here, chapter, this verse 4 here is uh, it's a spiritual verse, but I've, I'm using it because my son does mission work. And the verse talks about, it says, verse 4 in 3 John, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Uh, Y'all know Brandon. He does mission work through uh, Liberty University College over there. He brings the Word of God to these college kids. And bless his heart for doing that. I mean, he went to college to do other things and was called to the mission field through campus outreach, and, uh, you know, our church supports him. A lot of people here support him. It's a lot of people around us that support him, and we're very thankful for that. And uh, what they do is, you know, people say, well, he go, he's in Liberty University Christian College. Hey, just because it's a Christian college don't mean Christians go there. Yeah. I can assure you that. Yeah. I've been, I've seen it. You know, we went over there to visit the college when he was planning on going to college. And I'm like, well, huh, yeah, it's a Christian college, all right. They party just like the rest of them. They ain't no better than anybody else. And all colleges need people to bring these kids to the work. Because most of these kids, when they get out of home, they go wild. I mean, even our Christian kids do. I mean, we're not naive here. We know what happens in these colleges. And uh, I'm not looking at y'all. <laughs> y'all good. I'm just saying. <laughs> I give everybody a hard time. Uh, but anyway, that that's why I brought that verse there. And, and in verse 7, because that for his name's sake, they went forth taking nothing for the Gentiles, who therefore ought to receive such that we might be felt. Uh, fellow helpers to the truth. And that's what our missionaries are. They're, they're helpers to the truth. They spread the gospel to the unreached. And uh, I got a little note here. Not everyone should go to the mission field. Those who work for Christ at home are vital to the mission, ministry of those who go and who need support. We can support missionaries by praying and by giving them our money, hospitality, and time. So it's, it's a whole lot more than just going to the mission field. I think of Brother Matt. I think all of us are more close to him than any missionary that we know of because we spent a lot of time with him across the big ocean. That's a long trip. And some of us been there two times. And it's, it was a humbling experience. And what I got out of it, I got to make Randy's bed and hear grown men whine. I mean, it's, yeah, a bunch of crybabies. But anyway, Dave was going to fight me over two Cokes that I put in the refrigerator, and he said they were his. I mean, drinks, you know, stuff like that. It was, yeah. We had, and rice, yeah, we, mission field is something else, and uh, praise Matt and Becky, and I think them girls, I know one of them's over here going to school right now, maybe both of them now. But I email him occasionally, and I, every time I email him, I tell him to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> I give him a fit. But I love him, and he, he loves this church. He loves us. And I know there's a lot of missionaries out there 
that we love and do sing. Brother Rick, I mean, what he's doing is phenomenal. I got, uh, I got wrote down here, I'm the father of someone who does mission work, and that, that makes me so proud. Uh, it's a blessing when your children, and I know Ryan's smarter than me too, but it's a blessing when uh, your kids know so much more about God's word than you do. I remember Pastor Larry brought that to us a long time ago. He's, he said, you're not, you're not doing something right if your kids ain't smarter than you and the Lord. And I think they are. Mine are, because I'm just a dumb old hick anyway. But when your kids study the Word of God, and Brandon, he, he lets me know, because he's very knowledgeable of the Bible. He reads books a lot on different things in the Scripture, and he tells me things that I didn't have no idea. And i tell you something else in this church I'm not being braggadocious here, but I was a deacon. I got nominated for a deacon a long time ago, and uh, Lisa's dad was a big part of that. He, he guided me through my wild days. I was lucky to marry her, and uh, lucky that he gave me permission. He didn't want to, trust me. He wanted to kill me. But, that, yeah. My father-in-law was a big inspiration to me in becoming a deacon. And my youngest son is a deacon now in the church. And I know many of y'all in here have deacons. I'm Marvin, you got two boys over there, deacons, you know, and Lewis. I mean, it's ecstatic, really. I mean, when your kids follow the footsteps of the Lord and, and serve the church, and the church, yeah, it's this building, but it's us. We're right here. We're this church, and it's it's a great church. It really is. And uh, I'm not putting down our bad kids either. I mean, Ryan, he's, he's over there. He's my bad kid. <laughs> no, I love them both. I mean, everybody's different. All our kids are different. We love them, whatever they do. And... Uh, I'm just, you know, proud for this church for raising kids that, to do God's work. And it's all because of prayer to start with. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit more in Third John here in verse 11. I'm still in chapter 1. Of course, it ain't but two chapters, but anyway. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is for God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius hath had good report of all men, and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and you know that our record is true. John urges continued hospitality to those who teach the truth, whether... We send out a care package, financial support. We open our homes. Finally, prayer. If we can't financially support somebody, we can surely pray for them in the mission field. And that means more than anything because God will make it happen. He will give us and them everything they need. A lot of them need 
different, just like missionaries in here all night. I mean, that, that's these people pour out their hearts in these countries, and then things happen. You know, he's got, I think it was his daddy. He's got to come home, take care of his daddy. You got to do what you got to do, and pray. We got to pray for that man. I mean, first thought you want to think, well, he just wants to give up on the mission field. No, he don't. That he's put a lot of years in that. I mean, when you when you raise your kids over there in these places, man, you really giving it up when you raise your kids over. You don't know if somebody's gonna come in there and kill you or not. Some of these places are extremely dangerous, and the diseases and and all this stuff going on. And uh, we, I got to say something funny. Of course, y'all know me. My youngest son, we was over there visiting the other day. And, of course, Shepard, they all repeat what you say. And he looked at me and said, Pop, they repeat everything you say. Like, what am I going to say, something bad? Or, I mean, <laughs> I ain't going to cuss, but I might say something stupid. <laughs> and so... They know me, so I got to be on my P's and Q's when I'm around these young ones because, yeah, they, they're going to repeat everything I say. I got my little girl over there. She, she, she'll repeat after me too, but I might say a few things different to her because she's, she's close to home. <laughs> but anyway, uh, now I'm going to go to Mark in Chapter 9. This... I ain't going to hold nobody up because I ain't going to be talking that long. We'll get to our prayer here in a little bit. But uh, let's see, Mark chapter 9. And I'm going to start in kind of verse 17. I'm going to go ahead and say a prayer before I start on this because it's, it's about prayer and I want to have a prayer. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Just uh, be with this message, Lord. I pray that it will touch somebody. Lord, I, I know it's supposed to be a, a teaching night, Lord, and I'm, I'm trying to do my best. And through you, Lord, you'll, you'll tell me what to say. And Lord, uh, just be with the rest of this service. And most of all, we thank you for Jesus. Amen. And it's it's going to be talking about the demon-possessed boy that Jesus heals. And his disciples are there, and they don't understand why they couldn't do anything about it. And but Jesus took care of it. He says, and uh, I'm going to just start on verse 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And whosoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnashes with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciple that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And I got, uh, Mark tells the story so that the battle with Satan is a difficult and ongoing struggle. 
in Jesus Christ, not through our own efforts. We put everything in the Lord. Everything we do needs to come through Jesus because we can't do anything on our own. I got wrote down here uh, what Jesus was talking about. How long do I put up with you? Some things can only be fixed by prayer. That's how we go get it fixed is through prayer through our Lord. Jesus can fix it himself. He had the power. We didn't have that, but we do have the power in prayer that he will fix it for us. Whatever we ask him to do, he will fix it. It might not be today. It might not be in our lifetime, but he'll take care of it, whatever it may be. And like our sin, he does, Jesus don't see our sin. People do. If you sin, somebody's going to see it. Jesus will see it per se, but he's going to forgive it if you're saved. So hopefully we won't sin by knowing him as our Savior. And uh, But it's kind of interesting, however you're a witness, people's eyes are on you because they're going to they go, uh, be watching you because we come up here to this... Uh, how people say at least the strict church. This is a strict church. Y'all probably know that. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be strict. Well, hey, we got to be bold too. We got to be bold in our belief, take it out to our workplace, wherever we go. Yeah, we go to that strict church up there. Uh, we've been to churches around here in this area just visiting like for different events or something like that. Some churches, the Sunday school rooms are closed. They don't even have Sunday school no more. It ain't they don't have the kids. They don't have Sunday school because they don't want to step up and be a teacher. Or all these churches up 11 got Miss So-and-So's the preacher. Men won't step up and do their job either. They're too lazy and trifling. I mean, I'm, I'm hate to be crude like that, but that's the truth. Yeah. Men's got to step up, do their part. But prayer can do that, and that's, you know, the first lesson I was talking about to missionaries, our mission field's right here too. We don't have to go across the ocean. I mean, we got a big mission field right here, just like we went down Buena Vista down here to pick up these youngins this evening. I think there's eight or nine of them in the family. We picked up three, you know, different daddies, whatever. Praise God, they're here. They're here in the Word. I mean, that's that's our mission field right there. I know Bonnie and Herman, they go down there with them little ones and they cook and we all fuss because they're rug rats. But it's well worth it, you know. It's well worth it. And be thankful that our own kids bring their kids and if they don't, get on them. I mean, we got to be firm, but in a nice way. That's I got to learn how to do that my own self. <laughs> but God knows my heart. You know, y'all know, know me. I'm, I just run my mouth. 
me quit rambling on here. But the uh, disciples couldn't fix this. The demon possessed man. But Jesus did. In verse 28, And when he has come into the house, his disciples ask him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Fervent prayer of a righteous man. And I got in James here, 5.16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. As much as we try to fix everything, it's hard, but we just keep on praying. We can identify with what sin we do, but not what we did to fix it. We need to identify when we sin and fix it. We just can't keep on doing it. And Specs taught this in Sunday school. You know, you pray and pray and pray and nothing's, nothing's happening. You got something else going on. You got to fix that for God to, to come help you out on it. You got to come clean with it. Uh, everybody's got everybody's got stuff in the closet. We don't know each other in here like we think we do. Everybody's got something in there. You got to get rid of that thing. And if you get rid of it, it's just like you took a deep breath and just it went out. I, I tell people too, and I've learned this. I consider myself a prayer warrior. I, I might not be the greatest, but I, just, I talk to the Lord just like I'm talking to y'all right here. I pray to God, and that's just the way I am. When you got something on your heart or some sin that's, that's holding you back, and you come up to this altar, leave it up here. I know this from experience. Because I've been up to this altar and I'll take it home with me. It ain't helped you one bit. If you got something bothering you, better leave it up here. Leave it on God's hands because he's going to take care of it. It's just like a clean breath of fresh air when you do that. I mean, the altar call is sacred. Yeah, it's for salvation. That's the most sacred thing. But every Sunday, we've got people come up here. And bless your heart. You got because if y'all like me, I sin every day. It's hard to to get down the road without doing something that doesn't please God. You gonna do something? I don't care who you are. We go all sin and fall short, but it can be fixed. Faith is a constant process of daily renewing our trust in Jesus. Prayer is the key that unlocks faith in our lives. Effective prayer needs both an attitude, complete dependence. There is no substitute for, for prayer, especially in circumstances that seem impossible. And I know we're going through things that seem, seem like it's never going to end. But it will. Hey, if it's, 
If it's when the Lord comes back, it's going in. And, you know, the, the governments, whatever we go through, listen, I'm, I didn't even turn the news on this evening. I didn't really have time, but I'm trying not to indulge in too much news because it just makes you want to sin. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you turn it on, and I watch the good channel, I think, but it just it's the same old thing every day. This, this nation, but I keep telling myself, God's in control. It's going to be okay because we're in control of our lives. If, if we got Christ, we can witness to people and, and tell them it's okay. Uh, one of my sayings is you can't fix stupid, and I, I don't quit trying. You know, let them do their thing, and we'll do our thing. Amen. We'll worship the Lord, and they can worship whatever they want to. You know, whatever. But it's uh, it's tough. And I got, also got wrote down here uh, in Second Kings when Isaiah encouraged Hezekiah to not be afraid of the Assyrians. He come to me in prayer, and that's what Hezekiah did, and. God took care of all of it. I mean, that's Old Testament stuff. We're all here in the New Testament prayer. I hate to keep rambling on about it, but it's it's what's going to fix our country. It's what's going to fix a whole lot of problems in our own lives. And lift, we lift each other up in here. We're all family. We know everybody in here, and uh, I love each one of you. That's pretty much all my message for tonight, but just pray for our missionaries. Pray for one another, and I said this in Sunday school the other week. If, if we got problems, anybody in here, just talk to somebody about it, whether it be a deacon or the pastor or your friend. I mean, just don't let it eat you up inside. Just talk about it because we've all had bad lives. It ain't nobody, you know, there's all, no matter how bad you got it, there's always somebody that's got it worse than you do. Angie Way, Mike, you say that all the time. You know, we're, we're just a work in progress, but our progress is worthy of our worship. And I, so thankful that I accepted the Lord as my Savior. I, I, I feel bad. I don't remember the date. But I do remember when I first became saved, and I always wondered, was I really saved? Because I didn't change my ways a whole lot. I kind of shunned the Holy Spirit. And that's hard to do, but you can do it. But I went to a Promise Keepers event one time. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's where a bunch of Stinking men got together. I think it was 80,000 of us in Charlotte. We had a men's conference down there, and we all sang together and prayed and worshiped together, and I ran down that aisle. Even though I was saved, I still ran down that aisle and got saved again. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't get over my salvation. God moved me. 
and I've probably told you all this before. I come home, and my wife, you know she's got it easy. I mean, being married to me, she's got it easy. But I came home and poured my heart out to her, you know, because Jesus was talking about washing his disciples' feet. And if you got dirty dishes laying in the sink, just do them. Don't whine about it. I know, I know we're all real men here. I mean, real men serve Jesus. Uh, that's, that's my outlook of it. It don't hurt us to do a little bit of housework. I mean, I do it all, but it won't hurt y'all to do a little bit. <laughs> hey, if you want to eat, you got to cook. <laughs> nah. We've been married for a long time. I forgot, 30-some. But she's loved my life, and yeah. I learned a lot by coming here in different uh, reads and organizations. Just treat your wife good and do things around. Don't be stubborn. And it all work out. I got to quit rambling on here now. Uh, Speck, get you to pray, and Brother Ted, pray, and we'll close up. Thank you all for being patient with me. I hope you all got a little something out of it besides me rambling on. And But God is good, so you all go ahead and pray.